0: The, the question which needs to be answered first is what are the other opportunities for funding for people in this space? So the, so the one that you want to tap into right now is uh, the grant funding. Like okay. what are the foundations, what are the donors, what are they interested that overlaps with the podcasting space right now? I mean, the obvious answer in, maybe not in June 2020, but certainly in April and May 2020 was COVID-19. What sort of uh, role can you as a podcast company play in, for example, educating people on the virus?
1: Welcome to the podcast sessions with your host, Retendo Nyamuda. Each week, we take you behind the mic as we interview podcast hosts, podcast producers, and those within the podcast industry. On today's show, we speak to the Programme Director for Africa and the Middle East from the Media Development Investment Fund. Bilal Randhuri. Bilal, you wear a variety of hats. You are the director for the Media Development Investment Fund, as well as the program manager for the South African Media Innovation Program. In light of those two positions and roles that you have, if you could explain a little bit more about, I guess, those two uh, companies and what you guys do.
0: My work is um, with MDIF, so the Media Development Investment Fund. Where I am the program director for Africa and the Middle East, um, and MDIF is the organization. Or I wouldn't say the main organization because it's the organization. SAMP is uh, the project that uh, we run with other partners. Mm-hmm. Um, but MDIF has been around for you know over twenty years. We operate globally uh, in in countries where there's a need for the type of um, uh, media support. That we do both in on the investment side, and on the uh, media development side, uh, and so MDIF is a New York re- registered nonprofit, uh, but we operate as a conventional fund. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we do both debt and equity funding with media companies. So typically, it's been uh, you know a newspaper, um, radio station, TV station, uh, in countries where uh, it's hard for independent media to get funding and financing through conventional sources. Mm. Um, And so this is our focus. We're looking at independent media, somebody who is not linked to political parties or to uh, any interest groups and so on. Uh, And at the very early stages, we also evaluate uh, the the quality of the media. So uh, we specifically uh, focus on news media. Uh, If, if you if you do a bit of sports and entertainment as part of your, your, your product, but news is your core and you've been operating for uh, at least uh, three years, profitable for at least one, this is what I usually describe as the ideal MDI client. Mm-hmm. Someone who's figured out what their model is, someone who has an audience, who has respect in a certain space, uh, but can't grow and progress uh, because of the uh you know the, the 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 market situation and uh possibly the political situation they would approach us and this would be our ideal client to finance now uh the the, the easiest form of funding is through a loan so if you you know you you want to put up a, a, a tv station you own the piece of land fine mm-hmm. we've got some collateral for our loan uh the team coming together a respected well-known journalist perfect you know th- that would be, um, you know, a very good example of something that we would fund. Uh, somebody starting a podcast, uh, quite new, but figure out what the 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 revenue model is, could be interesting. But in that case, we would then have to look at maybe doing an equity investment because debt won't work because it's a, you know, a virtual um, uh, a business which has uh, revenue potential, but doesn't have uh, assets as collateral. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is generally like MDF and this is, we work, you know, over a hundred countries across the world. Uh, but TAMIP is very different. Mm-hmm. So the, the South African media innovation program, uh, started late 2017 in partnership with OSF open society foundation for South Africa. And, uh, now what is luminate, uh, spun off from Omedia network. And, um, SamUp is is well, uh, uh, is very different from MDIF in the sense that we're looking at businesses, media businesses, and organisations that are at a much early stage. Um, and also importantly, we're not just looking at businesses. So SamUp came into the space with uh, six focus areas. Um, three, I would say, roughly to do with uh, innovation uh, in the South African media space. Mm-hmm. Uh, and three uh with a transformation uh lens again you know uh with the south African context in mind and Sam also as a program now is in this final year we um you know we set out to say can we work with early state organizations accelerate their growth and progress and towards the end which we, where we are now uh see if any are ready for investment okay. uh so we've concluded the first uh investment already. And we've got a few more in the pipeline yeah. and this will take now another, we've got another two or three years to conclude that after the active part of the program ends. So, mm-hmm. um, the activities of the program uh, maybe also I can quickly touch on is like three separate, um, uh, buckets of funding. One is a capacity building. So within that we're doing, assigning a mentor to each project we work with, uh, we're doing technical assistance um, in the form of workshops, um, bringing an expert in to help with some issue you're facing, you know, it's often like bespoke um, assistance in that regard. And then the other uh, two buckets, one is the grant funding. So everyone's been given a small grant to kind of accelerate their growth. And then the third is what we're spending out of now is the, the equity funding to say, okay, who's progressed in the last three years to the point where we can make an investment uh, into still a risky business in an early stage investment, Yeah, but the type of investment that MDIF wouldn't uh, typically uh, do because it's still, you know, still a risky business that needs to uh, uh, properly find its seat.
1: If we can take it back to the start of the reason why you decided, uh, because you took up podcasters in quite a big group. And what was the reason for you guys to say, let's, let's, bring in podcasters in a big group and let's focus on podcasts for this period of time.
0: So actually I would say it, it's, it's quite, it's been quite the opposite. Okay. Um, I don't think we had a single what now I would describe as the typical podcast uh, company mm-hmm. in the first batch uh, of applications that we had uh, at the beginning of 2018. Um, and the three examples you mentioned also, So, so SMWX was, and again, what is, what is a podcast? And, you know, when I, when I say typical podcast company, I think a lot has shifted in the last two to three years uh, in the country, in the space where now we can say uh, South African podcast and, you know, have a ongoing list that possibly doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. Um now I'm not saying like a, a lot of these were there perhaps in uh, uh 2017 um looking specifically at the SAMA participants uh SMWX uh was uh, um was you know pitched to us as the WhatsApp channel the interesting thing was the WhatsApp part not uh not necessarily podcast um uh but they've grown into that now. And, um, you know, even in terms of the content, initially the content was uh, interview focused around the elections. Okay, uh, since we're talking to some politician today, he interviews that, you know, they do it in the SMWX style with the colors and the, 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 the let's say, hip or lit, I don't know what the language is, uh, <laughs> editing and shooting of those videos. Yeah. And and that's distributed on WhatsApp and also on uh, YouTube and and Facebook and things. Um, what they're doing now with the uh, uh, podcast, and I don't know how much uh, you've got into, but they've uh, you know they they partnering with 702 now, and they're taking to another level. So both in terms of uh, the format, but also the type of content, and uh, I guess you know any organization as they grow and. Uh, they innovate, but also they mature in some aspects and and move on to what the needs are. Uh, so the, you know, the, if you just look at the volume, the sorry, the SMWX journey, even the volume journey. Like they started uh, the pitch to sum up What we were interested in was the work that they were doing with community radio stations, ha- using this software slash hardware solution uh, to improve the editorial. And there was. Um, uh an ambition to 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 do something around the advertising model for community radio stations uh and certainly all of that has become useful now in them uh growing the different shows that volume is doing uh you know what's Crap on whatsapp firstly being something distributed on whatsapp that became uh, a podcast i guess you know in the later phase uh they've just done the media diaries now with the summer participants as well which has been and very interesting look into the behind the scenes uh, during the COVID crisis of how media organizations are operating. And they've got about a bunch of other podcasts. Uh, I, uh, I guess the only thing that maybe was there somewhere in the background at the time was Alibi and Alibi uh, one had probably been, you know, well, well, not probably it was pre-SAMIP and the timing of Alibi two was convenient. And um, I, I would, you know, I would think from, from what I recall, not even that planned. Uh, it was the circumstances that has moved Alibi now into being um, such a big part of the 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 you know the volume success success story. What they've been able to do with that, uh, and and third was yeah CRF Children's Radio Foundation. What we had worked with them on at first again was it was WhatsApp, and this is the thing also. 2017 was whatsapp was innovation anyone who was doing stuff on whatsapp because the communities there were just you know the usage was growing and I think it was i can't remember one of the telcos at the time also had a really good or maybe even a free package on whatsapp so mm-hmm. people who would otherwise not be able to spend a lot of money on data were able to use whatsapp because uh, it was subsidized or free mm-hmm. and also the the, the way whatsapp um, Worked, and I think it works. It's very similar to podcasts in the sense that someone would—and this is anecdotally—that you know I've understood that someone would would not you would switch off data on WhatsApp for images and videos and um, you know uh, audio notes, etc., until they're in a place where there's free Wi-Fi, and then download everything, and then for the next day or couple of days, go through that content now which they have access to, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that's I think uh, for, for me now very interesting for Sama because it it makes uh the content distributed through podcasts more accessible yeah. someone can have the same type of you know behavior which has now perhaps been introduced to different communities by them using whatsapp, but once you educate them that okay you can have access to audio content. Uh, you know, in addition to all the other benefits that audio has, and you know how uh, podcasts are created, it has this benefit as well. It's more accessible because if you do it in this way, you have to be aware of your settings and how your whatever uh, system you're using and your device and your software, etc. But you know, you don't have to burn through all your data to get your next 10 episodes of a podcast you enjoy listening to and you're learning from and it's beneficial and and so on.
1: So, so take me into the mind of, you know, someone who's sitting on the other side of the desk of uh, funding, because a lot of the times when we are, whether it's a podcast, whether it's a media organization, we are applying with the, it's a dream, it's a passion, maybe, Um, whether you're an individual, as I said, or an organization, it's, you have this content, you think it's great. You say, fund me. <laughs> what, what are you, what are you essentially, you're, you're looking at the, I mean, for you guys as a funder, there needs to be some sort of, you know, what are we getting out of? Not what are we getting out of it? But what is the profitability of this? How far can this take? You're investing for long-term gain, not for yeah. short-term turnover.
0: To answer that, I'd have to focus more on, how MDIF operates. It doesn't matter what your medium, whether it's podcast or you're applying as a radio station or as it's like, do you have a business model? Are you producing quality content? Do you have a plan? Mm -hmm. And uh, I think the challenge for the podcasting space, uh, as an extension for anything in the digital space is, is very similar. It's like, how will you make money? How will you sustain yourself? Right now, the the question which and i'm not the one to answer that but i think that needs to be answered first is what are the other opportunities for funding for people in this space so the, so the one that you want to tap into right now is uh the grant funding like mm-hmm. what are the foundations what are the donors what are they interested that overlaps with the podcasting space right now i mean the obvious answer in maybe not in June, 2020, but certainly in April and May, 2020 was COVID-19. What sort of uh, role can you as a podcast company play in, uh, for example, educating people on the virus, educating people as to how they need to behave and, you know, protect themselves. And, um, you know, I think anything around that, there has been, and there may still be, I'm not sure, uh, access to funding. Uh, for either different uh, segments of society, different pockets of communities, depending on what the donors' interests are, mm-hmm. um, uh, and uh, you know, it's not going to. That's not easy to do generally. Uh, but um, the the one advice that I have for companies in the space is, uh, and and we see this within the SamUp cohort as well, is that. Uh, in order to move quick and take advantage of an opportunity, it's uh, often better to collaborate with someone. Mm. So, perhaps not on a podcast, but if you look at uh, Media Hack Collective, which is one of the summer participants, they partnered with Becker very early on to launch the COVID South Africa COVID 19 dashboard, right? Uh, you know, putting into data, putting into graphs and tables and Uh, visually uh, accessible dashboard all this data that was now starting to build up and as time goes on that data tells a story you know it can be analyzed and you know tell very specific uh, advanced stories but people can look at it and say okay cool this is a graph of of of, uh, infections at this point the lockdown started you can see the impact visually at this point we'll drop from level four to level three we see the the uh, the impact you know however you read that but it's it's there and um i don't know if there's been enough activity in that space um uh, for, for 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 podcasting overlapping with those who like beckesee's health e news um you know mail and guardian daily maverick all these organizations that are also uh, you know highly respected and the donors the different donors out there all the different foundations um uh, know them and know that these guys are doing quality work in the mail in the case of mail and guardian finally putting out a newspaper yeah. uh, not a podcast but if somebody was to get the mail and guardian podcast out the COVID 19 podcast i would suspect it would be a lot easier to get that funded yeah. by some foundation than it was to get that funded for yourself when you still uh, you know, a small young company without without much of a brand uh, behind you yet, right? And, um, you know, so I think Daily Maverick actually has a podcast. But uh, again, I think even organizations that have been able to get onto the podcast uh, bandwagon, so to say, uh, uh, like if if, if Bekasisa wanted to do their own dashboard, yeah. they would have, but it would never have been at the quality and at the scale at which the media hack Bekasisa partnership dashboard would be. And I think the same, uh, principle carries over to podcast. So, mm-hmm. you know, if, if Bekasisa was going to launch their own podcast, uh, they would, and I mean, this is my opinion, I think they would be much better off working with someone who is the way media hack is for data is the whatever for podcasting right? Mm -hmm. and getting their podcast out. And I don't know, maybe they actually have a podcast out. I'm not even sure. But the point is like right now, I think that's the opportunity. Uh, We haven't yet, even as MDF globally seen, uh, like there's no clear cut model for Mm -hmm. any podcast company. Every organization in the space has to look at their own, what's their niche, what's their audience, what's their way. Like you need to be making revenue through, a dozen different streams.
1: There's been an increase in the amount of people who've started podcasting, whether it is business-focused or individuals who are coming up with new podcasts, but the listenership side of podcasting is still relatively low. Yes, podcasting is niche, so you aren't expecting millions and millions, you're not on Joe Rogan levels of listenerships. From the other side of things, how you might advise or think of ways that people could increase or approach listeners in an innovative way
0: this is something which i often have to say to people who come to me like you 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 do podcasts and you come to someone like me and you say okay how do i grow a podcast audience somebody else you know has a website they come to me and say how do i grow a website audience so how do i do this one i'm like you are the expert you guys are the experts you guys operating in the space are the ones who know um now you may you may not think you know uh, enough. You certainly don't know everything, which is you know good f- f- for you to ask questions. But um, uh, f- for me, what's been uh, the most consistently useful bit of information is that one is don't listen to anyone. Like this is, this is advice. I'm, I'm giving you advice, which is saying don't even listen to me, but don't listen to anyone. Mm-hmm. Take whatever everybody is saying and look at what the data is telling you right? And then put that data into context. So, uh, you know, a simple example of, of that advice in practice would be in WhatsApp, put stuff out on WhatsApp, Uh, look at what the data is. WhatsApp doesn't give you data, right? So what I think of hacks to put into the voice notes that you're putting out on, on WhatsApp to get people to, to have some sort of feedback loop, you know, run a contest, Um, put out a phone number and say, if, if, Uh, you know, if you send me this, I'll put a shout out in my next, you know, give people some incentive, whether it's just getting their name repeated in the next episode, or the chance to win something, knowing that whatever incentive you're putting also could affect their behavior, and needs to be taken into account when you're analyzing your data, right. Um, But uh, I mean, on the one hand, I'm saying it's, it's not rocket science. But on the other hand, it's extremely, extremely difficult. Mm-hmm. Right, um, I think it 's innovative for um, people to use YouTube to distribute audio. You know uh, it seems dumb at first, so you you, you have a, a static image and you 've got the audio playing in the background, mm-hmm. uh, but you 're doing that because you 're reaching out to a community which, through this process of experimenting and innovating and then looking at data, you realize they have a behavior that exists with whatsapp sorry with YouTube mm-hmm. that I need to take advantage of now. Uh, I can't just be, you know, harping on the fact that we um, we want you to download Spotify or download Apple, iTunes, whatever it is. Yeah. And if you don't do that, you're not going to get our content. No. You as a uh, part of the community that is uh, interested in our audio uh, uses YouTube as your main thing. Okay, we'll give you YouTube as well or SoundCloud or uh, whatever, WhatsApp. So... Um, and while audience numbers are important, I don't think, uh, in any space numbers necessarily translate into revenue. So I've heard this a lot. It's like, yeah, no, I started my podcast. I've been running for the last six months. I'm not even worried about revenue. I'm focusing on growing my audience. Uh, if, if you reach the same conclusion, if you're saying, I'm not, uh, putting ads in my podcast now, because the way I'm going to get to revenue is to reach you know a thousand downloads a month and then uh, take continue the conversation i've started with a bunch of uh, possible advertisers uh, i think that's uh, the same end result but a very different thinking from i'm not even thinking about revenue now because i know i won't get any money because my podcast is too small mm-hmm. no then i think you, you're lacking a plan and uh, that's the problem
1: and that brings us to the end of our show if you would like to advertise on the podcast sessions or be part of our digital monthly magazine, then email me at retendo at the podsessions.com.